talking to you again today. Um, let's talk about ruminating after a breakup. Um, yes, so let's get right into it. First of all, uh, is it normal to ruminate after a breakup? And the answer is yes. Why do we ruminate? Most of the time, we uh, ruminate because we think that a certain event or situation in our life cannot have the closure um, that we wish it, um, it could have had. And so the reason why we ruminate is that <clears throat> um, we might be thinking about beautiful moments, you know, great memories that we have with that person or their ex-partner, for example. And then we feel like we're missing these moments, and we're constantly wanting to get the pleasure of going back and remembering these, um, uh, these beautiful moments. So that's one reason why we ruminate. But at the same time, uh, sometimes when we, especially when the relationship ended against our uh, desire, then we ruminate for a different reason. So we might have, you know, emotions of anger or frustration. We might be angry at our that this thing it shouldn't have happened. So we are trying to keep our emotions alive by going back and remembering exactly what happened. You know, if you go through um, um, the last time you talked together, and then you think, oh, I should have done that, I should have done that. So you're playing all these mental games inside your 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 head um, because you wish the results or the outcome of the situation would have been different, right? And so that's so so most of the time we ruminate because because the issue or the situation that we're thinking about it ha it's it's not resolved yet. There's still emotional attachment. Uh, whatever the emotion is, whether we miss it, we, we want it to have it back or whether we are angry at what happened, we 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 hope that it, it, it would have happened differently, right? Um, now, why is ruminating unhealthy? Now, so thinking about what happened in this, you know, reflecting upon things, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But anything done excessively, where it gets to a point where it starts to affect how you feel, how you show up every day, affects your productivity at work, the way you show up to your other relationships in your life, um, and how you generally feel about yourself in your life, this is when it becomes unhealthy. And so the unhealthy part is the excessive thinking about what happened. Because once you start excessively thinking about what happened, like sometimes it might lead you to, you know, being constantly depressed. And this is definitely something that happened to me. I was struggling with the depression and then later on with anxiety because I was constantly, constantly keeping those thoughts alive in my head, and they were taking energy away from everything that I needed to do in my life. You know, I, I could invest my energy in the past, or you could just invest your energy in the present and creating um, uh, a beautiful future. So the minute you keep going back to the past, you don't have time for the now, right? And that's when, and that's when rumination becomes unhealthy. <clears throat> now, the important question here is, what can you do? What can you do about it? What can you do to stop ruminating? Whether ruminating about the new words, what would happen, what should have happened, or how you feel about the whole situation. My experience has been this. 
I would say that probably in the first week or first few weeks, um, what you want to do is, if this is where you are, of course, but what you want to do is, first off, you want to let your emotions and your feelings out. It could be through crying. I just cry a lot. It helps, by the way. And crying is good because it takes out the energy um, that, of, of however we feel, it's like anger, frustration, you know, sadness, whatever, whatever emotion you can have in that moment, just let it out uh, through crying. Or if you're not a crying person, or if you don't feel like crying, don't try to force it. Instead, find another outlet. If you're, if you're someone who constantly works out and you feel like working out or doing an intense workout or something for you, then go for that. So any kind of, of action or way that helps the energy to come out, do that, especially during the first week or few weeks. One thing that scares, um, um, that scares me the most
changes the um, the the stage of reflecting back and digesting the situation to learn and to take away the lessons that come with it. You know, and start to use them to better yourself, to to better to better your life, right? And so this is this is a place where you just sit down by yourself, or hopefully with someone who knows what he or she is doing, uh, but can guide you through the process. Um, can guide you through the process, and um, let me know in the comments. Or actually, if you're interested in knowing more about this process. I'd be more than happy to share, to share this with you um, because it's better done in a in a in a in a in a systematic way where you're just going back for one time, you're reflecting on what happened, and you are taking the things that serve you, and then just you know turning literally turning the page, you know, from that chapter and, and allowing yourself to start something else, to start something new, right? So, and this is what's going to break the cycle of rumination because we constantly try to go back because we feel like, oh my God, there's, there's something I missed. Maybe there's something that I need to remember. Maybe there's something that I should have done, you know, differently. But when you go back with the intention of just let me see what can I take away from this that can serve me and then just once and then just let it go. Then this is this is when it becomes more effective. This is when uh, this is when reflective thinking is serving you, not hurting you, right? Um, and this brings me to to talk about you know thinking like ruminating is actually a mental habit, and what you need to break a habit of the mind is three things. Number one. You need to change the association of this habit in your system, in your mind, <clears throat> in your mind and your body. Meaning, you need to associate pain to keeping the habit, and you need to associate pleasure to, you know, getting rid of it or breaking it off. The minute you believe in your system, in your body, in, in your mind, in your heart, in your body, that the more you ruminate about what happened in the past. The more you're hurting yourself, not hurting your ex, this is when like things start to shift, and you are more willing to do whatever it takes to stop that from happening and not to shift your attention and your focus to something completely different. So it, it starts with changing the association that you have with this kind of habit. And then number two, you need to establish a healthy alternative. Because remember when we talked in a, in a previous um, uh, video about there is no way of breaking a past habit without, without replacing it with, uh, with a, uh, a healthy habit that's going to help you meet the same needs that the old habit was meeting, right? And so you need to not just stop thinking about your ads, but you need to be thinking about something else that's more exciting, that's more inspiring to you more than your ex or your past. So what you do is that you want to replace what was hurting you with something else that's actually going to serve you. And then number three, so number one, number one, change association. Number two, establish a healthy alternative. And number three is practice, practice, practice. And by practice, I mean you practice the new habit, the new thinking pattern, thinking about, oh, my God, I'm trying to 
things that you're really passionate about, something that you can't wait to get up in the morning to start creating, you know, until it's conditioned, until it becomes who you are, until it becomes effortless. It becomes effortless. Why? Because it's like, it's like you have built grooves, you know, through this mental path. The more you do it, the more you want to do it. The more you do it, the more you want to do it. And, um, and now it's, who it, it, it becomes who you are. It's not just a habit. It's not just something that you do. It becomes part of your identity, and this is when change takes. And, and, and this is when it's like it's amazing. Now it becomes very effective, but it takes less energy to make because it becomes who you are. There is a scene in uh, the Million Dollar Baby movie uh, that it just it, it helped me to realize that more than anything, more than any book or, or any course that I've ever done before. Um, and that is the scene when Morgan Freeman was actually explaining what happens during the, uh, the training stage. When Clint, when, when Clint Eastwood was training um, um, the, uh, the heroine of the movie, I can't remember her name, but anyways, um, so Morgan Freeman was, was making it clear, he said, you have to, you have to show them how to do this. You have to show them how to do that, and then you have to show them how to do this, and then you have to show them again, and again, and again, and again, until they believe that they were born that way. And that's exactly what habit is about. You need to do something over and over and over and over until you get to a point where you believe that you were born that way, that you were born that person, right? And this is when it becomes effortless. And this is when you just get up in the morning and you just do it. There is no internal conversation. There is no argument. There's no debate. There's no convincing. There's no persuasion. There's nothing. You just get up in the morning, boom, and you go for it. You do it. Why? Because it's who you are, you know? Like right now, I don't, I don't get up in the morning and say, oh, my God, should I do my morning meditation or not? Like I don't debate it with myself. I get up in the morning, and before I, you know, before I even open my eyes, I reach out to my my iPod, and I plug my um, my hands free, and then I just go. I do the meditation. Why? Because it's just who who I am. There hasn't been a way, there hasn't been a day since, I don't know, maybe the beginning of 2019 or late 2018 that I have not done my meditation every single morning. And every single night, I do meditation. Why? Because that's, that's, that's who I am. That's who I am. And I will proceed to do it. Why? Because it's who I am right now. Right now, it's not just something that I do. And this is what takes to break the mental habit of rumination. It, 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 it does not mean that you have to spend years until, until you get to a point where you're comfortable enough and you feel like you have the peace and the joy that you want. It doesn't have to take that long. Once you do these steps, it happens, you know, easily. But what you do is that you just maintain it. And the way you maintain the muscle is by continuing to practice it. Yeah? It could be as little as about five minutes, ten minutes. It doesn't have to be that long, but you just do it. Okay? Let me know down below what you think about this. And if you are interested in a video that I'm making about the uh, three steps that I was thinking from came to peace after uh, the painful breakup that almost cost me everything in my life years ago. Let me know if you want access to that. I'd be more than happy to share, share the link with you. Let me know what you think about uh, this video today, and I look forward to 
to see you in our next episode of this. Have a wonderful day and take care of yourself.